This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons, and of course Michael, sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back to the Page of Sanity podcast. You've made it to week 13. Well, we have. I'm not sure anybody's listening anymore. But we have a special guest with us today. Um, but before we get to him, we have Mike and Greg on the show tonight. No, Steve. How are you boys doing? doing I'm doing fantastic. Pretty darn well. No, I yep. should have led one at a time. I knew better. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Great. But also with us, we have uh, Connor Ireland, who uh, to me sounds like a name of... Uh, Connor McGregor in an off-license MMA game, but I assure you he is not. Connor, how's it going, bud? It's going well. I think my name kind of sounds like someone who grew up as an Irish kid who's cheered for the Patriots for their entire life back during the uh, the Ben Coates, Drew Bledsoe. Who are those other guys? There's other guys. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I cheered, I huge cheered fan. for those guys. Huge fan. Huge, huge fan. Um, <laughs> Vincent Brown, back in those days. I, I don't know if Greg remembers this because he's just a, a, a wee one, but uh, the Boston Globe used to do a poster of a, a, a specific player every Sunday. Oh, that's right. And uh, no one had been more Ben Coates posters on their walls um than i did so uh greg fuck with me when you can remember 1996 because i know i can't <laughs> yeah. used to hang them up in market basket that's when you know that's you right get, yeah yeah coming up in market basket yeah up every, in the windows there every every sunday there is a little poster in the back of the sunday globe yeah, a specific player, and I used to cut them out and tape them on my walls. So, uh, yeah, I think I had those up in my walls too. I remember you, those, Connor. Have you ever seen my scrapbook, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to the kid who had the uh, the the Patriot Shrine in his bedroom for. I'm completely serious. I scrapbooked this whole season. Yeah. Let me guess, Greg. Your Patriot Shrine started in like what, two thousand three, two thousand four? Dude, it was pre Brady. Yeah. I I scrapbooked Brady's first start. <laughs> he did. Okay? <laughs> so don't come at me. All right. <laughs> so two thousand, two thousand one. Got it. Yep. Got yeah. it. All right, so now that the dick measuring contest is over, how about we get to this football game, my huh, boys? I didn't even join the dick measuring contest. All right, you, you, would, you, would you like to chime in about how big your pager's dick is? Yeah. Nah, there's time for that later. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is, like we said earlier, week 13 of the 2001 season. The Cleveland Browns coming to visit Foxborough Stadium with the gratuitous shots of CMGI fields in the background. Um, Browns were actually uh, good for the Browns this year, I guess. Uh, coming into the game, they were six and five, uh, which was more wins than they had in the previous two seasons combined, where they went two wins and then three wins. Uh, unfortunately, they would finish the season seven and nine, miss the playoffs. You know, typical Brown shit. 
Um, well, they had Eric see. Crouch. They had Eric Crouch. It's like the, the great, you know, what did he win a uh, Heisman? He was like the great white hope for the Browns. Well, they were talking about him as, uh, what, the, the Heisman winner or something in this yeah. game. But yeah, this was still, this was pre-Crouch. This was um, Tim Couch. That's what I, that's what I meant, Tim, Tim Couch. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, I felt so bad for Tim Couch in this game. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll get to that in a bit, but uh, he, he struggled. Uh, he was sacked 51 times this season. I think, yeah, we, we touched on uh, most sacked players in the in league history, and I'm pretty sure this was on that list in like the top 10 or 20, whatever it was. I don't know. There was some 70s on that list. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, what's his face, was top of that list far and away. Carr? Yep. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like an expansion team thing, you know? That's true, yeah. Um. So... Head coach was Butch Davis, Remember that, which is a fucking fantastic name. Uh, yeah. Never, never beat the Patriots. Uh, the Pats went two and zero against him. Some other notable coaches on this team, though, there's actually like some who's who of uh, future head coaching failures. I thought, Arians, uh, yeah, offense right? coordinator, yeah, yeah, Bruce Arians is probably the most successful of them all. Wow. Uh, he was the head coach of the Cardinals for five years and is now currently the head coach of the Buccaneers. Uh, him of Jameis Winston fame. I like him. I think he's a good coach. Yeah, but wasn't he the guy that talked about like he used to drink paint as a kid? Did I make that up? <laughs> I'll stat check. <laughs> I, I, I feel like there was some quote about him in some somewhere about him like either eating paint chips or like drinking yeah, paint yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Bruce Arians said on Sirius today that he had to get his stomach pumped twice when he was younger from drinking paint. <laughs> <laughs> so not once, but twice. Yeah, they said that in 2017. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought so. Uh, secondary coach on this team was Todd Bowles, the uh, old Jets head coach. Remember him? Yep. Um, we liked playing against him. The pages were 8-1 and one against Todd Bowles' coach Jets teams. What happened on that loss? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but my guess it was probably like a week 17 throw year uh, backups in game. Yeah, you're probably uh, right. Yeah. Or actually, no, wasn't that... Uh, I feel like Todd Bowles... Oh, who was that Jets quarterback? After, um, after Sanchez. I think it was like the Virginia or Virginia Tech guy. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, what's his name? Greg, check. Um, Quincy Carter, but it's not Quincy Carter. Gino Smith. Gino Smith, thank you. Yeah, I think it was Gino Smith error, and he had one game. That was West Virginia, but who's who's it was? Okay, yeah, close enough. Um, yeah, so I think that was during those days, and uh. There was one game where Geno Smith just went off randomly and beat the Patriots. So that was probably that one win. I remember. Um, that. Yeah, you're so, right. Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm assuming that was Todd Bowles because, I mean, they've had a lot of dark moments, but Todd Bowles was one of the darker ones. Uh, and then the secondary coach was uh, our old friend Chuck Pagano. Wow. Black collar in history. 
Right. Yeah. It was because he is the swinging gate fake punt Chuck Pagano, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. The greatest play in special teams history. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah. Oh, so hang on. Was Todd? No. Okay. Never mind. I was going to, I was hoping that Todd Bowles was the coach of the butt fumble game, but that's, that's can not you the case. Hear that me? Was, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I, um, just hopped onto my, uh, zoom meeting. My, I, my AirPods are connected to the zoom meeting. So we're locked and loaded. Continue Uh, on with your show. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We'll leave that in. Fuck it. Uh, That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, so I, I took a quick look at the, um, the roster of this team tried to put together a list of people that even like you may have heard of. And the only two people that I had heard of were Tim couch and Phil Dawson, the kicker, the other names I I didn't recognize. You don't remember, you don't remember Gerard Warren, the, the defensive lineman that played for like 27 years. You don't remember Earl little, the, the safety. Nope. Then it's Northcutt rang a bell when I Northcutt heard Northcutt for yeah. sure. And Until Kevin Johnson. His cool. bell rang. Kevin Johnson, the, I had no idea, but he was great. By the way, I just want to point this out. Um, I have the Zoom app because I use it for work. Every time Greg talk, it says Kelly Brown when he speaks. Yeah. So I just I just want <laughs> that on I want that on record. Um Greg <laughs> How do you Brown, feel about that, Greg? You know what? I'm a I'm a modern man, and I'm. <laughs> yeah. he, he actually took her first name, and she took his last name, so they're both Kelly Brown now. Holy shit! That is impressive. <laughs> it's fucking me up every time Greg talks. It says Kelly Brown is speaking, and you know, it it makes sense. Yep. <laughs> uh, I did recognize Corey Fuller. I think. But I don't know if that's because he had a good game in this game. You, or you're thinking or, of the court, the wide receiver, Corey Filler, that was actually on the Browns a couple years ago. Um, see, that could be a two. It's a different Corey Fuller. Yeah. Apparently, Jamar Miller was like a Pro Bowl, first-team All-Pro, was he a linebacker. Um, and he looked the part, but we still never heard of him. Don't remember him. And... It's just a who's who of just failures. In terms of Brown's defense, this is what bothers me. Is there a guy named Wally Rayner that had 13 tackles that game? I'm upset that I have never heard of a guy named Wally Rayner. Nope. None of these guys. Because, yeah, I'm putting in all the league. Their leading running back was James Jackson. One, never heard of him. Two, he finished with 554 rushing yards. Yeah, never heard of him either. Leading rusher on this team. So part of the reason, right, is because of the whole relocation, right? Yes. So, yeah, because that had just happened recently. Yeah. So so the new Browns. The new Browns resumed play in 1999. So they're two years back into their, you know, brand new franchise, essentially. I can't believe Bill. I can't believe Bill gave up on a franchise like this. It's really... Blowing my mind. Well, hey, they wow. gave up on him. Yeah, they did give up on him. He wanted to stick around. Yeah, 
And did you hear how it went down? I think so. I've heard a few different versions. So, I don't know what you've heard. So Belichick makes the playoffs, right? That right. one year. Yeah. They went 11 and 5. The next year, they're like, it's week five. And that's when Art Modell, he like decides he's going to announce that they're moving the team. The middle of the season. Right. Up. Right. Like, ridiculous move. So yeah, and they, so the whole team quits on, on yeah, the season, of course. They Which, win five games that year, and then Belichick's gone. But then that also plays into the Jets situation because people shit on Belichick for bailing on the Jets position. But if people remember back then, there was also an ownership change or it was at least rocky because they didn't know if they were going to sell the team. And so I'm pretty sure Belichick didn't want to be a head coach for the second time and then have the team move or some janky crap happen. So, you know, it looked pretty bad. But if we if we look back at history, uh, I, I think it's a, you know, understandable move. Yeah. And and I think you can also point out the fact that the last coach uh, to take the Browns to a, a playoff victory is still uh, to this day Bill Belichick. That's true. <laughs> Be- beating our New England Patriots actually in that playoff game. Imagine imagine this podcast like for the Browns. Every game from 2001. We should start that, Greg. <laughs> just me and you, Browns on Browns. Yeah, a oh, I like that name. <laughs> and just go back and just shit on the Browns starting in 2001. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got the name of the podcast. It's called Shit Brown. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Uh, beautiful. Is that is that not insane though? That you imagine being a Browns fan. And you're like you you want to start a podcast. This one, I was like, oh, my God, there's so much longevity to this. You start with Tom Brady's first game, and you have 19 years. It's like, we're going to have a podcast forever. You do the Browns, yeah, yeah. and you're like, you're like, well, we're done. All right. It yeah, was- when, when do you even start with that? <laughs> thanks, thanks for coming back. You guys want to cover uh, some of those 1960 Jim Brown games? Let's go play Ooh. by play. Yeah, I'm I mean, I, I feel like no those games would be would be tough to cover because I don't think they had TV back then. So finding video of that probably hey, doesn't you, exist. You can't look this up, but imagine Jim Brown breaking <laughs> a tackle of a hundred and eighty pound linebacker that you've never heard of. <laughs> Do you have yeah. the visual? Do you have the Who visual? Used to be a part time mechanic while also playing football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Otto Graham. Those four for six through the air, twenty seconds. <laughs> Dude, this is sounding better and better by the second. <laughs> Nine nothing. <laughs> uh, Browns on Browns, I'm telling you. Wait for that spinoff. I can feel it. We got something. <laughs> That's how we expand our audience, Andy. Absolutely, yeah. But Browns fans and Patriots fans, there, two audiences ripe for the picking. I'm sure. Not that I think there's many Browns fans left, probably, but I don't know. They do need a boost for those yeah. that are left. All right, so maybe maybe we'll bring our massive star power to the Browns as well. I can't wait. By the way, speaking boys, of the Browns, I, go ahead. This is just a, a side note. I got um, text confirmation: Tully Banta Kane is ready to join the podcast starting in 2003. So we have some ground oh, to make up. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah. <laughs> He did tell me that I would be allowed to ask him on air how big Tom Brady's dick is. 
So can we get to okay. 2003 Ooh. as soon as possible? Yeah. Whoa, I, I, have some, not, I have some things to I, ask. I'm interested in this. All right. <laughs> I, I like this guy. He's bringing some things to the table yeah. here. I, I've got some questions to ask Telly Banta Kane about Kelly Brown, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, yeah, we definitely need to have him on the podcast. Confirm the rumors. Exactly. Yeah. If he knows what, uh, uh, what was it called? The credit card is? Yeah. The credit card swipe. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll tease that for well, fucking two seasons from now. <laughs> well, 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 Christian Fourier said that Tom Brady's nickname was Driftwood Tommy. And I want to know <laughs> what exactly he means by Driftwood. Like, what are we talking here? Yeah, that's kind of ambiguous. You think that's going to come out like when Brady retires? Is it because it's soft and smooth? I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Now, breaking news, Tom Brady's dick is the size of a log that has been out at sea for three years. You he know. does have the, what do they call that? That big dick energy? Is that what it is? Oh, that's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got that big dick energy. Seems that way. Tommy Longcock. <laughs> <laughs> Greg dresses him for uh, for Halloween. That's it's right. completely anatomically correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. All right, speaking of speaking of big dicks, uh let's talk about let's talk about our boy Tim Couch. I feel like we should probably start with him because for some reason I remember seeing highlights of this. I think it was like when I was putting together the website. And all the highlights are basically Tim Couch getting just absolutely the shit kicked in. It's yeah the the fact that he survived this football game kind of surprised me. Yeah, it's Tim Couch running for his life. He went twenty for twenty nine, uh, twenty for thirty nine in this game. <laughs> yeah, like, he his he, first pass attempt, like to set the tone of this game. Uh, second play from scrimmage, he drops back, and I think it was um, Teddy Bruschi just puts his face mask right in his chest as he's throwing the ball, and turns into a duck and he gets picked off. Like literally, second play of the game. I think it was uh, Tabucky Jones with that one. Yeah, exactly. And it went downhill from there. It was not great. And then he, yeah, but, he actually had one drive that was good. And he got it all the way down, like in the first quarter, got all the way down and then threw a touchdown on third down. But that, even that got overturned. That was just not his day. Well, but I, I don't know if it was necessarily his fault, though, because there were part, parts of the game, man. He was looking like Steve Young running around and flinging it. The problem is, is that he was getting smashed on every play. So it's hard to tell if it was like his fault or, I mean, the line didn't help for sure. But I don't know if that guy ever got like a fair shake in this game. I don't oh, think yeah, he that, a fair shake in his career. No, exactly. I mean, he his, was drafted by an expansion team first overall, right? And then he, he only played five years in the NFL. Or only oh, wow. Holy crap. Games in five seasons, all with the Browns. So he never even got that, like, you know, every – Every, you know, first pick overall that Buss always gets that second, third, fourth team. He never had them for him. That's crazy. I never knew that. Yeah. That's true. Man, okay. Greg. Nice. Also, he was responsible for one, two, three, four um, turnovers in that game. Three picks and a forced fumble by uh, my boy Tabucky. What a name, yep. by the way. Well, I don't know if he was responsible for that, though. Uh, maybe he recovered the fumble. I'm sorry. I, oh, you're talking yeah. about Tabucky Joe. I thought you were talking about um, Tim Couch. <laughs> Tim no, Couch uh, was Tim, responsible for Tim a lot Couch, of Tim Couch was responsible for four 
turn. I mean, he was involved in four turnovers in that game, three picks. Um, and yeah, that's true. And then, had, then he completed the pass that was then Bucky, fumbled. Yeah, that's what it was. Tabucky had a pick and a forced fumble in that game. Yeah, I mean, I the know, forced fumble I, was uh, was because Northcutt literally got knocked the fuck out as he was like after he caught the ball. He should have south cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad! I love it. Yeah, you should, you should have you should have cut anywhere but north. You're absolutely correct. Uh, although for a second there, I thought you said self cut, and I thought that was that's what I thought. Dark, I was like, fast. oh man, <laughs> it's too early. Uh, no, but the guy's trying to make plays, so of course, every once in a while, it's going to sail on him or whatever. But I mean, he was pretty much the only playmaker on the field. They had nobody. Yeah, there was nothing. Because, I, mean, I mean, even one of those interceptions, he hit the guy straight in the hands, he just bobbled it, and it was picked off by uh, which defensive line was. Ansley Pleasant, I think, ended up with the interception. It was, yeah. It yeah. was Anthony Pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. For probably his only ever interception of his career, I have to guess. Oh, wait. Hmm? <laughs> Stat check. Alexa. There's, there's, there's so many... <laughs> There's so many names on this Pat's defense that just, God, I fucking, I love those early teams in terms, like Anthony Pleasant, uh, we're, we'll get to Roman Pfeiffer later, uh, maybe the most oh, yeah. under, maybe the most underrated Patriots defensive player of like the early uh, 2000s. God, there's some great, there's some <laughs> fucking great names. Patrick Pass, who is what, our fullback? Had three tackles in that game. God, he must have just been doing work on either kickoff <laughs> or punt. Yeah, special teams. Yeah. Patrick Pass. That's my fucking guy. Yeah. So Pleasant yeah. had two career interceptions. Two? Two. All right. Wow. Eight career sacks. It's not bad. Yeah. No. yeah for, I mean, they say he's a defensive end, but he didn't feel like a defensive end. Yeah. Does this um, still happen? Yeah, I, does this does this still happen where you have like your three main linebackers and they're all they all have like ten plus tackles in a game? Does this still happen in the NFL or on the Patriots? Because I'm looking at Roman Pfeiffer, Mikey Vrabes, and, and uh, Teddy Ice Cold, and they all had ten plus tackles in this game. And it's like, does that even happen in the NFL anymore? When you have I don't all even three think linebackers? you really have three linebackers on a field anymore with how mm. spread open things are like you'll have two yeah. and then you'll maybe have like a, an extra safety come down to the box or something like that. You know, like yeah. a Patrick Chung sort of thing with a, yeah. with an extra DB on there. Yeah. Roman Pfeiffer was definitely one of those like hybrid outside linebackers, like an Elvis Doomer, like Doomerville or, you know, like oh, not yeah. a, not a traditional, linebacker especially in today's day and age but i'm looking at it right now and it's like pfeiffer brewski and brable uh 11 yeah, tackles, kind of like a McGinnis sort of that that right. sort of frame yeah, yeah. hybrid yeah yeah i did catch the uh when you were talking about underrated players on this defense they the commentators at one point like, oh, I think one of the, the most underrated players on this defense is Teddy Bruschi. And I thought to myself, of all the, all yeah. the people you can pick on this defense, I don't know if he's the one I'd, I would have pulled well, out, but maybe he wasn't. Yeah, but the they were referencing game. that he was like a, um, he was a backup. 
um, before there were injuries. So I think he he was underrated. It was 2001. It was 2001, Andy. He probably was an underrated, underused linebacker on the team. He probably didn't come into his own. You didn't start seeing like Teddy Bruschi throwing up the snowballs during the snow game, like into the, like the 2003, 2004. It was, you know, yeah, 2003, 2004 era. Teddy Bruschi wasn't like an everyday starter until then. Yeah, and I believe that's that what Johnson was like above him on the depth chart until he that's got I, like yeah, injuries. But I, that's what I thought until I'm just looking it up right this second. Stat checking shit now these days. And 99 and 2000, both years he had 108 tackles. Yeah, oh, hmm. so, so I retract my. Yeah. I know, that, but I mean, <laughs> that's what I thought too, especially the way they were talking about him, about right. how he's this. This young up and comer, but I mean, he'd been on the team since '96. Apparently, didn't start any games. Yeah, didn't start many games until '99. We started. He started 14 games and then 16 games year the year after or the year before this one. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, you're right. They were kind of. It's almost like they never discovered him. I mean, to be fair, the Patriots were obscure anyway, so maybe it was just that they were getting a little bit better and they noticed him. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, I will say, Teddy Bruschi, man, I don't know if there's been another linebacker that just flies around, tackle or no tackle, um, <laughs> usually not tackling, but he's just flying from <laughs> off screen to somewhere. Um, and I've never seen anybody else quite do it like him. Yeah, I think what? that's one of my favorite things to um, to remember from, from these teams is that, that picture of Teddy Bruschi just running at like on a blitz and just running at the guy, usually the, the running back that steps up to, to block him. He just literally just tries to jump over him every time. Yep. It's clipped in the legs, but still just like his body hurdles into the, into the quarterback and, and just knocks him over like feet first or some bullshit. All right. You guys have two seconds to respond. What position, where did Teddy Bruschi go to college and what position did he play? Arizona. Yes, he did. He was, he, he was a, uh, he was a tight end, though, he was, wasn't he? He was a safety oh, in Arizona. Safety? I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that, but it's uh, it's on air. It's on record. I'm pretty sure he was a safety <laughs> at Arizona. The point being, though, he's massively undersized. He's always just been a fucking bowling ball of hate, apparently. Yeah, uh, so yeah he's 6'1", 247, which... Not huge for, I mean, for, well, I mean, nowadays linebackers, I think, have kind of gotten smaller in general because they have to be quicker. But in this 2001 day and age where everybody was just bigger in general, it seems like. I mean, you look at the, the tight ends of these games and they all look like they're the same size as Rob Gronkowski. They're just basically an extra yeah. lineman with hands. Yeah. Everybody looks lower, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like just a little bit. Yeah. The, the game wasn't about speed. It was about size. Because didn't, um, didn't Bill Parcells have some comment about uh, he, he, he built big teams because uh, as the season goes on, fast teams get slower, but big teams never get any smaller or something like that. Yeah. But they also probably get slower. <laughs> so <laughs> This is true, but they start <laughs> slow, so it doesn't matter. So yeah. that gap closes, right. but the size, the size never changes. I guess that's true. The best Parcells quote is about being able to pick the groceries when he went to the Cowboys. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Like, he's like, I want to pick the groceries. And I couldn't. It's like, amen. And 
that's one thing about Bill. That's why he's never leaving the path. Bill gets to pick the groceries and fucking Robert Kraft signs the checks. Bill builds yeah. his fucking like obscure team where people are like, how is this going to work? And it's the same way that this is going to really blow you guys' mind. The same way that Herb Brooks built the 1980 <laughs> U.S. Olympic team that built the Russians. They're like, how is this going to work? And you just got to, you just got to fuck with the vision. You got to fuck with the vision. And that's that. Yeah. Or you said well, you need to have a system. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's a surprisingly apt analogy from someone like Connor. And what do you, that quote was about, uh, you know, he, Parcells was upset because he was forced to draft Terry Glenn. Yes. And, uh, yes, that's right. You know, <laughs> and speaking of Terry Glenn, he yes. appearance this season. Nicely done. Thank that was you. a hell of a segue. Right? Yes, he, he actually finally played in this game. Uh, the Boston yeah. Globe had shit ton of articles. The week, like the whole thing was, will he actually play or not? Because they settled their differences or some bullshit. And he was kind of healthy but did you actually see they they showed the clip of we talked about it last week the week before um about the interview that he gave where he basically said uh yeah i'm hurt because i'm not getting paid and i'm not getting paid so i'm i'm gonna be hurt sort of bullshit right he said i did want to be part of the patriots yes did did (laughs) that's not clear But his outfit on that was phenomenal, dude. He is style. He, is so he had he had the cornrows, which uh, I'm assuming were a thing back in 2001. I'm just gonna guess because he well, was a stylish yeah. man. So, ever, ever heard of Allen Iverson, Andy? Yeah, no, what, what, yeah, I, yes. I, I'd say that cornrows were a thing back in 2001. Yes. I don't. I don't follow Allen Iverson's uh, hairstyle career in terms of time. Frame, he only had so. one. He only had one. That's all. That's all he ever had. That doesn't <laughs> Pretty <feel> much. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So he had he had the cornrows, and then he had those like I don't even know how you describe those sunglasses. They're almost like clear reflective sunglasses that were like wraparounds. I, I don't even know if they were sunglasses. Let's honor the dead. Uh, Terry Glenn and his son have uh, passed on to the uh, afterlife. Let's let's uh, not be too disrespectful. But my I'm not God, I'm talking about we, how we, we have touched on this in the past, but you are correct. Yeah. What a waste of talent! All right, I'll just dive in right now. Terry Glenn, what a fucking waste of talent! He could have been so good. I mean, he was good. For I mean, like, he was what? when he was on the field. Yeah, what, he just couldn't it, like, stay 90, on the field. 96 to 98, he was probably like a top 10 wide receiver. Dude, he caught 90 balls as a rookie. Yeah. 1,100 yards. What year was that, uh, Kelly? 96. 96. 96. Yeah. yeah. That's a Super Bowl year, right? The first one? <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah, as soon his as he play- gave Drew Bledsoe a weapon, they, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. His, play- his playing style matched up with Drew's perfectly because Drew was so in love with his arm. And he just did True. like the whole, he just did the whole like, fuck it. Terry's down there somewhere. And Terry was like, you know, the perfect Terry would just be going long and Drew would just hit him. But so similar to like, uh, Tom, Tom Brady and Randy Moss. 
Yeah, or you've seen the Eli Ma- you've seen like the Eli Manning meme where his eyes are closed and he's throwing the ball and he's like, "Fuck it." Uh, <laughs> yeah. OBJ, Manning OBJ, hands OBJ down there. Uh, yeah, Manning hands down there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> or something like yeah. Exactly. Okay. Joe Flacco, jump ball, Joe. <laughs> yeah, same, Joe, exactly the same idea. Joe Flacco's best play was the throw it deep, get the defensive pass interference. That was by far his best. Constantly. Play. Oh, absolutely. Or let Bolden like body someone. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So week thirteen, two thousand. What do you think was the game changing play in this game? I I think everyone probably thinks it's the same one, but I I have one that's in mind. I just want to hear what other people think. Uh, well, I'm a Troy Brown stand, so I'm going to go with the his punt return touchdown. That's the that's the only answer. One that's thing. That's, well, I was going to jump in with it's not a play, Ooh. but the uh, the two minute drill before the half was Ooh. a statement drill as well. Solid. That's not one play, so I'll give you that. But I I loved watching it, and I think it uh, set the tone for the second half. Yeah, if NFL Films is doing a turning point, I think it could be either of those situations. Oh, I agree. I agree. You know, one thing that sticks out to me, like that's just a glaring difference between the early 2000s and like today's football. Lawyer Malloy, maybe our best overall defensive (laughs) player, he had the game-changing block that freed Troy Brown up for that punt return. Do star do star defensive players stay in on punt returns anymore? I feel like that's just like not a thing that happens anymore. Am He's I just on the Patriots? But it's always been like that for them. It's Although I think uh, Bill Belichick had had been. I remember seeing something on one of those like uh, documentaries that have been doing about Bill Belichick this off season, <laughs> and uh, they were talking about how he did the same thing in. On, on in Cleveland on the Browns and had like all his top guys on there and it won them like a whole bunch of games like literally on a punt return like a walk-off punt return for a touchdown that won them the game so he, he like that was part of his philosophy from day one basically yeah. isn't there was there some stat from this year about how they were like paying special teams players more than wide receivers yes like guys that only played special teams like yeah, Matthew Slater and but I think that's kind of like the evolution of having the starters on there to like literally just drafting guys who are starters on special teams now. That, yeah, but that's such I, a I think that was my point. I feel like you just don't see it. You know, they have entire personnel changes when the punt return when they know the team's punting. And like I was just reading up on it. It's like Richard Seymour Lawyer boy, um, and and I think Vrabel were all out on punt return. And you know what could have been a major driver behind that? Do you remember when Gronk broke his forearm on a fucking extra point? I was just going to bring that yeah. up. Yeah. Do you remember? I, in I garbage time. That, in garbage time, and he's been. I bet he probably still wears that fucking robot thing on his arm, even though he's not even playing. I, I don't want to say that it was the major driver behind it, but like I feel like early 2000s, just a whole different animal. You had your best players out on your punt return. And, it, oh, and on that punt even- return, 
Um, to add to your point, that was a na- nasty Laura Malloy block. But then Richard Seymour, like you mentioned, was out there. He blasted the kicker on top yeah. of it. Yeah. That was that was gonna be my best. <laughs> Watching six foot seven, three hundred and fifty pound Richard Seymour. It was just basically just just walk right into the punter and the guy just falls over like he's been hit by a truck. <laughs> it was fantastic. Away. Like I didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. actually got his hands up as he's doing it and the guy still falls over. Yeah. That's perfect. Well, to put into perspective that oh go ahead. No, you go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, um, to put it into perspective, like game wise, and correct me if I'm wrong because uh, I slipped up last week. So, whatever. <laughs> but uh, uh, at this point, it was like 10 uh, 10 in the second quarter. Um, I think it was like four minutes left. And the Troy Brown punt return touchdown for 85 yards yep. um, made it 17 10. So, it was definitely a turning point in the game for those that are curious where we're at at this point. But uh, <laughs> uh, go on, Connor. No, I'll even add on top of that. I, I think that we got the ball back at half and we scored right at half. That punt return actually turned into a a, a, a sizable two-score lead. And by sizable two-score lead, that makes no fucking sense because it's a two-score lead. <laughs> but it's redundant. But no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. We, we got the ball back at half. I'm pretty sure we scored after half. It was right before and, half. And, 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 right. Oh, right. Sorry. Did they get the ball? Yeah, that, in that two minutes. So, yeah. So, uh, after the punt return, the Browns, like, drove straight down the field in, like, three plays. And then, uh, but then uh, Tim Couch threw a pick mm-hmm. to, to Terrell Buckley. And then the Pats, they had the ball on their own, like, 20 or 30. And with, like, just over a minute left. But they actually drove down the field instead of... And the, the, commentator, the commentators actually made some comments about how... It was a whole different philosophy because Patriots in the past would have just like taken a knee and gone to halftime. But the Patriots actually drove down the field and had him Vinatieri kick the field goal with like a couple seconds left. So now they're up ten points going into into the half. They're up twenty to ten. It's actually like eerily similar to the Super Bowl too. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It's definitely foreshadowing that, Greg. It's a minute seventeen. They have it on their own thirty. Yep. And situational football, baby. 34 plays don't get anywhere, and then they have a big pass to Troy Brown, sets it up, and then they kick a huh. field. That's, it's almost like the seat thing is the same. That's true. Can, can I dive into that cliche even more? Yeah. Adam Vinatieri was the best player on that team. Obviously, you're going to fucking drive down the field no matter how much time is left because you want to put the ball in your best player's the best player in your team's hands. And that's not me that's, saying that. that that's, that's what Bill Belichick, dude, that's what Bill Belichick was saying. He was saying Adam Vinatieri, he was saying Adam Vinatieri was the best player on that team. I swear to God, that is a direct quote. And this isn't from that year. I'm talking about years later, Bill Belichick, thinking back to that team, he says that direct quote. Adam Vinatieri was the best player on that team. So, Which is interesting because he even missed two kicks in this game. Yeah. Hey, don't so say that. what does hey, that say? Hey. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and, yeah. and he hasn't been nearly as consistent uh, throughout this season so far as I remember. Because when you think of Adam Vinatieri, you think of him just never, ever missing kicks and always making the big ones. But this season especially, 
I thought he he hasn't been who I remember him to be. I'm pretty sure from was it like week 14? I don't know. This is not an absolute stat, but it's close. From week 14 on, I don't know if Adam Vinatieri missed the field goal the rest of the year. It might maybe one. Ooh. And this is that the sounds year. familiar, yeah. And this is the year that we went on to win our first Super Bowl. I swear to God, maybe it was not as cool as week 14, but I swear to God, he started a, a week and he didn't miss a field goal the rest of the season, and he was the best hmm. player on the team. Well, Connor, I'm interested in uh, your take as we talked about this in a previous um, episode before. But um, so you're saying that he got pretty automatic as the season went on, but obviously he was struggling um, in the early part of the season. Same thing with uh, Tom Brady. He had his bumps and bruises. There were some perfect games. And then so far we've seen some kind of uh, ducks thrown in um, and all that. And uh, Bill's philosophy at that time was, you know, ride those guys, right? Um, He had faith in them. And I think nowadays he would have a little bit of a shorter leash for the same scenario with Gaskowski or like some other guys. So what are your thoughts on his like departure of philosophy or is it the same philosophy? And uh, I'm misreading it. I, I think you're right in the middle. Cause I don't think uh, Vinatieri, I think from, I think week 14 in 2001, maybe the rest of his care, uh, rest of his career never had as bad of a stretch as Gostowski has. I don't know. You mm. remember those games, Mike, Andy, Greg, when have you, like, a kick, like, a 35-yard field goal, have you ever, during the Vinatieri era, were you ever like, oh, my God, I'm worried? Gostowski has, uh, has missed those over and over again. He's so, like, no. Vinatieri had a run where you knew, no matter what, it was automatic. 40 to 45 yards, it was automatic. He hit most of the 50-plus yarders, but... 45, 45 yards, you could just like, you're like, I'm going to go get some more chips and dip. Like, you knew he was hitting it. Gostowski, you're like, are we going to lose this game because he can't <laughs> a 40-yard field goal in a dome? Like, That's it could be a dome. Hey, I, I'm telling That's you. It, I mean, it's the but, eyeball but test. But you know what, Mike? Mike, you're also right, though, because I bet Bill Belichick's philosophy is the exact same. But I don't think he ever got to the point with Terry where he needs to start bringing in these fucking journeyman kickers. Like, right? You, you remember fucking Bill Belichick having fifty-seven-year-old Morton Anderson in for a tryout because Terry <laughs> was fucking unreliable? No, that's true. But yeah, they've not, agree, they haven't had kickers. They you. haven't had kickers in because Goskowski's unreliable. It's because he was hurt. Yeah, but w- was he Dude. like? I don't know, man. Was he hurt for three seasons? No. But it's all did Vinatieri miss an, an extra point in his entire career after like week 14, 2001? Granted, it was from what, 20 yards, 25 yards? Yeah, you know, exactly. 30. It's not comparable at all. He actually has missed some, yes. <laughs> during, yeah, missed his one. Dom- during, his, yeah. during his dominant run with the pass? Yes. Which one? Let's see. One, two. He missed three in one, two, three, five years. All right, Connor. From from the two-yard line, the short kicks. Guess what his uh, field goal percentage was in 2001. (laughs) Me and Greg are looking at the same thing. (laughs) No, no, no. Ask me what his field goal percentage was in 2004. Just answer the question. 
<laughs> in 2001? The, the year we're talking about. Yes, 2001. <laughs> 80%, Connor. You, you kicked 80% that year. That's not great. You're, you have small brain syndrome. You only remember the kicks that were big. Which How many, how many field goals? How many attempts? How many attempts? He sucks. He had uh, 30 attempts, 30 field goals, and he made 24 of them. So name a kicker that's kicked, uh, attempted over 40 field goals and has had a better percentage. No, I want, I want Benetieri's best year, not 2001 when he had a rocky start to the year. Andy, Mike both brought it up. He went on a run after week 14 and was the most reliable person on the team. Okay, you want to hear forty-eight yards in fucking three feet of snow? (laughs) (laughs) So nobody said he's not clutch. Eighty-three point eight percent. Gostowski, eighty-seven point four percent. Yeah, interesting. Gostowski is more accurate technically. More accurate kicker, without a doubt. Yeah, but but to, to Connor's point, though, it's the eyeball test, because if you remember, and I hate to bring this up, and we'll talk about it later, but perfect season, right? Super Bowl, okay. right before half, right before half, Gostowski was given an opportunity, uh, or there was an opportunity to kick. Belichick decided to go for some bullshit fourth and 20 or whatever it was yeah. instead of going for the kick. And I'm if it was Vinatieri. I'm yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. But it's to prove your point, Connor. Uh, Vinatieri passed the eyeball test. Well, he was more clutch, right? We can agree on that. Right. I like yelling. All of that was the funny. Numbers, I know. Greg, Andy, <laughs> all of the numbers for every statistic are inflated now. It is the score points league. Dude, we are talking about 2001. Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady has the most – it's like – Dude, Tom Brady in this For game offense against the Browns. Sure, but how has kicking changed? Connor, you're an idiot. If anything, they're lower because they move back the extra point. Kicking exactly, yeah. it hasn't changed outside of the the extra point rule ever. And you know so who has can, the, what's, what's, the record for can, most consecutive extra points kicked in a row? Yeah, Stephen Gostowski was like five hundred and seventy something. <laughs> Yeah, so what was his rookie year? 2007? Not a bad time. Uh, to, uh, 2006. 2006. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But we're not, uh, we're not, not talking not, about totals here. We're talking about percentages, right? Yeah. Talking yeah. about accuracy. So, so you're telling me the uh, Tom Brady, Randy Moss, Wes Welker days didn't put the kicker in a better position, uh, position to hit field goals than the Tom Brady fucking 17 for 26 no touchdowns, 220 <laughs> yards, and a couple of like game-winning drives where Adam Vinatieri hit the field goal, dude. I mean, all right, fine. <laughs> Connor, <laughs> Connor makes another good point. He makes another good point. Go. in this game alone. He's right. I can't. I can't uh, disagree. Um, in this game alone, to be fair, uh, the majority of his kicks that were attempt were around 50 yards. Dude. Yeah, but that uh, you got. Dude, there's no Tom Brady. On Tom Brady threw 50 touchdowns in 2007. I don't know how many touchdowns total. The, uh, you got to add in fucking rushing touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, uh, special teams touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Dude, Tom Brady was in the fucking red zone all game long. Gustavski had the easiest job in the game. I'm telling you, Vinatieri with. 
early pre-ACL injury Tom Brady was kicking 40-plus field goals all day long. Gostowski was in, like, the 30-35 range with the occasional 40 and, like, the ever <laughs> fucking no magical. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, Greg, can we check that? Hey, hey Greg, Greg, I don't need data. I've been watching the past since 1996. <laughs> you were a fucking, you were a fucking twinkle in your dad's eye in 1996. I have been watching you, the Patriots since 1996. Are you two the same age? You are a, a legitimate. I'm a, I'm a year. I'm a year older. I'm a year older, oh, okay. but I, I'm a year older, but I know like his cognitive ability. Like he probably didn't start to really get the enjoyment of the Patriots. Until the year after that, which is why I always and have the upper hand. Look at you now, dude. <laughs> well, I, Greg, I I'm more I'm I'm interested in the twinkle in your dad's eye if you'd like to talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> or or perhaps we, we go back to the Browns here. Because I know people are fascinated by our kicker talk. I'm gonna figure out the numbers on that. All right. Report back next week. Unless I'm wrong, then I won't. <laughs> I mean, uh, game wise, I will say uh, this was a weird one because it felt like both teams were kind of just mucking around. Um, you know, Brady had his mistakes. Nothing was really like solid, um, especially in the first half. Uh, but they they somehow made it work anyway. But it, throughout the game, no matter how, you know, one side sucked or another, it was pretty close to the end, which was surprising to me because it was so sloppy. Yeah, and they were talking about how the uh, the the Browns were like plus eight on the season in terms of turnovers, like turnover ratio. People forget like how good. In the People forget, dude. Earl Little was was a stud. Earl Little was a stud. He was a safety for the Browns. Gerard Warren, in his Brown days, was a menace on defense. Like, they're. I mean. They, they, must have been because, I, I, they had a good de- they had a good defense. There's some names that yeah. were dude. Well, it's the crazy. other stat that they showed, which makes that number even crazier, is that in the, the previous two games before this, the Browns had lost eight fumbles in those two games. Holy shit. Yeah, so but that's dude, a minus eight, and they're already and there's still a plus eight on top of that. Dude, it's crazy though. They said up to this point, up to this week, they had twenty five interceptions and thirty one overall takeaways. That sounds like a, a shit ton. Yeah, that's like one of those defenses that you expect to see at the top of the league that people talk about, but because their offense was so bad, and they'd still won six games, and, and you know, the, the commentators, again, kept coming back to us like, this is how the Browns win games, is their defense keeps them in it, and they, they were talking about the, the Cleveland Browns' bend-don't-break defense, which I thought was so hilarious. But, and then hopefully the, somebody will make a play at some point. Which I mean, the Browns, the the hey. defense did. They scored the only touchdown. Yeah, they they the yeah, Browns defense scored. It was it a pick? Was it a pick six or a fumble? No, I think it was a pick six. It was. Uh, yeah, it was Brady's. It was Brady's first pass. It was a it was a pick six. It was a yeah. lob. Yeah, it wasn't uh, great. Yeah. No, nope. you, you know Corey Fulham. I agree with you, Andy. And then I think about some of those Pats defenses, and I was a big. Ben, don't break. I was always like, when people were like, the pass defense is so bad, they're 32nd in the league. And I was like a big Ben, don't break defense guy. Yeah, I was like, yards versus points. I was, like, I was the same. Yeah. The pass are putting up 50 points a game. 
obviously these offenses are going to accumulate some yards and maybe score a point out to a point or two because they're they now have to throw 50 times a game to even try and keep up. And I was like, I was ride or die on the bend, don't break defense. So watch it. Oh yeah. I, I think most, most of us were It's just funny just to listen to these guys talk about that uh, from the Cleveland Brown standpoint. It was brutal to watch though. Yes. Like recently, like I, I remember the first year it didn't feel like that was when they got and you're like, all right, now they're playing aggressive. Yeah. It was like so refreshing to like watch a defense like make plays. Yeah, kind of like this this defense has been doing all year. This yeah. this 2001 defense. Yeah, but uh, just the the level of violence that I thought this defense brought. Bring the pain. It's kind of shocked me compared to because we're, we're used to these like all of these. Uh, Steve Brown set up before too, where you, you every play you look at you're like that's that's probably a penalty. This nowadays like ever every but is it though stop. is it though because i was looking at that man there, like one of the best hits i've ever seen was on tim couch uh delivered by brewski like knocked his head off and that oh. was legal man 100 and a, a lot of a lot of these hits man they, it was like you know shoulder pads they were just i don't know if they were bigger uh, yeah, more yeah. Aggressive. no idea it's i think a lot of it is the defenseless defenseless receiver stuff now yes. that was not exactly. a thing back then and that's true. And, I, and there's I a lot of that in this game. I, I completely agree with Mike Mello, though. I think back then, because it was way more violent, you had to play smarter. And you had to, like, there was more, I, I don't know how to explain it. There was more shoulder-to-shoulder tackles back then when it was more, like, the violence was actually more. I don't know. I feel like mm. the people, the defenders especially, are so afraid to play defense because everything is a penalty now. They don't know what to do. So really they're just trying yeah. to like knock the guy's head off and just hope they stop him dead in his feet because they don't know what's legal and what's not anymore. That's defense has been been getting screwed probably since the 07 Brady Moss when they were like, "All right, it's all about offense, fuck the defense." It's, I was going to say 04 when uh Peyton the Manning. Colts, yeah, the Colts got the rules changed. Yeah, the, the, that was the beginning that, of the end of defense. So that's, so that's when it was oh four, yeah. Okay, I said uh, I said oh seven because I thought we did it better than they did, which we did. But well, I well I think that was Belichick's way of being like, hey, fuck you, you want to change the rules? Okay, I'll exploit that one instead, and that's exactly what he did. Agreed. All right, anybody else got any uh, any notes on this game? Greg, I you will... want to bring up the score? Since oh we yeah, haven't mentioned the final score in any of these games. I don't think yet. 27 yeah, 16. There it is. All right. Good job, stack guy. Um, I will say though, man, like like I said, like the, the Pats were were comfortable for a while, but Brady was just off. Now, to to his credit, to his credit, I mean, he had the composure to like just keep going and he didn't fall apart, you know. But um there was no manning face on Brady's face in this game. He just game. doesn't get rattled. Like, right. He'll throw a pick and he'll come back. And they, they were they're pointing it out that, that um, like who's the offense coordinator? Charlie Weiss would, would come out and the next three plays would be just like, all right, chuck it. But not even just like short passes. Like, all right, I want you to chuck it downfield 20 yards. Right. And, like they just seemed to have full confidence in him actually doing what he needed to do. Dude, but it was crazy because it was, it was 20 to 10. And this is one of the worst... 
interceptions I've ever seen Brady throw. Um, <laughs> and was. he might it have was. been giving he might have been getting like Bledsoe tips a little bit too much during games. <laughs> Brady basically launches a ball as he's falling forward, and both of his like legs are almost off the ground, being like grabbed by like some defender. So he throws yeah. this nasty pick. They end up that leads eventually to uh, a Browns field goal, and it's twenty to thirteen, just like that. Yeah. By the way, Mike. That exact play, it was third and long. And did you see Tom Brady's quote in the paper the day after? It's something you would never hear hear him. Well, luckily, Andy uploads all the uh, newspapers. um, Yes, he does. Like a goddamn math. Yeah, you can Uh, say it's fine. uh, You are a psychopath, dude. Um, (laughs) uh, What you don't know is I actually print these off and I have them up on my wall in my bedroom with with all the pins connecting it. (laughs) Uh, I believe this. (laughs) It looks like like the wall of the war room in in the CIA. There's like all these strings with fucking tacks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's insane. But Tom Brady in the paper goes, sometimes I need to stay in there and take more hits. And this Ooh. is like, yeah. he's talking about it's third and long. He's like, it's better basically to get hit and take a sack than do what I did on that play, which is, that was the horrible interception you're talking about. Could you imagine mm-hmm. post ACL tear Tom Brady when he changed his whole mindset on like health and what what's important, obviously, it's pliability. Yeah. Longevity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pliability. Um, I have his oh, book. Obviously. It's all about pliability. But he's <laughs> like, I need to st- I need to stay in there and take more hits. That's just not something you would ever hear t- post two thousand seven Tom Brady ever say, and it just kind of speaks to how different his mindset was, and honestly, how different the game was. The game has changed so much, like. You, quarterbacks yeah. don't get hit the way Tom Brady got hit back then, and he's fucking tough as nails. He's t- he's one of the toughest ever. And and I'll, I'll, I'm done talking for the rest of the podcast. But I like Tom Brady. <laughs> no, it's a it, that that makes sense. I mean, it is funny. I like uh, I'm a Brent Jones and Gus Johnson guy. I mean, we talk about <laughs> these announcers pretty frequently. Oh my god! And um, you know, I don't think there's a football or not football this week, guys. Uh, I think I got most of it. But um, okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, Jones goes, um, what did he say? He Oh, he said a, a, a player's name wrong. And then he was like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. It's actually this. Um, and he goes, <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm hearkening back to my playing days. And then Gus Johnson is like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, six concussions. I understand. And then like, yeah. Brad, Brad Jones is like, what was your name again? And then Gus Johnson. Ha, 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 ha. So like they're openly laughing about concussions back then. Definitely yeah, about the fact that he had six concussions. While right. Playing. Definitely a different time. <laughs> CTE. Oh I don't think, I don't even think that acronym was even a thing. CTE no, was not. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about the uh, talked about Drew Bledsoe and how like when he got hit against the Jets the first time, and they're talking to the the team trainer who was literally standing right there when he saw it happen, and he's like, "Oh, I checked him out for concussion, but he seemed fine, so we put him back in the game." And then like the day after, all the players were like, "Yeah, he didn't actually know what play he was calling, so we told him he should be out here." So we. Like yeah. the players actually sent him back off the field because he was so bad. So yeah, concussions where were completely involved back then. Yeah, 
Um, yeah. I also, by the way, uh, the announcers were talking about how the night before uh, they had dinner Damn with you. Kraft and uh, Kraft paid for everything. And I was oh. just wondering what else he paid for. <laughs> no. Oh, see, that's not All where right. I thought you were going to go with that. I thought we we're going to go with um, it's a slight take on your, your football, not football. It's a okay. Hall of Famer, not Hall of Famer. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Brent cool. Jones. Did you oh, catch I know. This? I did. Yes, sir. He was. They they were congratulating him because he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I thought you got to be fucking kidding me. Not another one. <laughs> but it was actually the Division Two Hall of Fame, and they showed a clip of his his uh, speech, and uh, it sounded a little CTE. But hey, he was, yeah. his, his big joke was uh, the fact that obviously the Division Two guys are smarter because you know what we've got the playoffs. And that was his, his uh, bring down the house moment. Uh, Andy, do you think people didn't know that Drew Bledsoe was concussed is because he was basically just a traffic arm, uh, a traffic cone with arms? <laughs> Even when he was See, a rookie, I, he was literally. I'm a big fan of Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, so was, I love the so guy. Was, no, do, hey, boys. <laughs> um, I'm 33 years old. I, the peak of my fandom might have been during the Drew Bledsoe days. I'm just saying he was a traffic cone with a right arm from his rookie year. That guy could not get out of the way. Of his, I mean, he, he probably had the work worst like pocket aware, but he was one of those guys. His arm was so good. He thought he could make any throw on the field. I swear to God, Drew oh, yeah. Bledsoe, he, Except I for mean, a swing he, pass. I was going to say, or a screen pass. <laughs> yeah, screen he's he's rifling that in regardless. Yeah, yeah, he's like, what is a screen pass? I like, you know what I do. I fucking throw rockets yeah. all over the field. <laughs> it's like, what's this nice touch pass you're talking about? No, fuck that. Gun it in there. Amazing. Greg? All right. Um, is, is Greg Brown gone? Can I, can I? No, I'm here. He's here. Probably statue. He's just listening to this. Uh, this <laughs> no, but what is, your, what, is, what is your role on this podcast if you won't speak for 15 minutes, Greg? Yeah, well, when you run your mouth for 15 minutes, <laughs> it's kind of hard to get a word in. Oh, I, I took a lot of notes. <laughs> well, uh, Greg, you're doing a fine job with the stats. I really like what you're bringing and, to the game here. And also, Greg, your bro- your brother is against you. I told him when you guys were talking about Tom Brady's looks and Greg cut in and said, would you bang him? It was laugh out loud funny. And the fact that Andy didn't cut that up and put that on social media lets me know that he doesn't want you your career to take off. So um, it's not on me, Greg. You need to talk to Andy. I'm, I'm here for the love of the game. You know, I'm not yeah, here right. for the publicity, the likes, the shares. All right. <laughs> Speaking of banging and all that other <laughs> stuff, I, I let's try out a uh, a football or not football quickly on Connor and see what he thinks. Um, right. So these things have popped up week to week because I just don't understand football and Andy is smarter than I am and Greg is smarter than I am and Steve perhaps. So <laughs> I like to rely on them uh, to give me a little knowledge. So uh, Brent Jones did say, and I quote, Santiago has two hands on it and just couldn't hold on. Santiago had two hands on it and just couldn't hold on. What does that mean? 
Is that football or not football? I don't know. He had two hands on it and just couldn't hold on. Two hands on what? I think you said Brent Jones. Yeah, Brent Jones was saying that. When was this? Is this are, is this like a day in sports and around the same time as Week Thirteen? Uh, no, this is during the game. He just this is during the game. Had two hands on it. I'm kind of hazy on what that it is, and he just couldn't hold on. So I, you know what I think it might be is uh, he had two hands on the marijuana that he was um, arrested oh, for. What? When was that? Yeah, d- uh, in the paper, there was a. Uh, I was surprised Wait, to actually ta- see. Him. Hey, are you talking about? Greg, you talking about? Okay, are you guys fucking with? <laughs> we're not. Ta- we're not talking about the Browns O lineman, Greg. All right, Andy, because what you're saying is the Browns O lineman. <laughs> Greg Robinson just got arrested with like 170 pounds of weed. And now you're talking oh, about yeah. some, something no, that just, happened during the was... broad. Who is Santiago? Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's no. OJ Santiago. Jose Santiago. Go fuck yeah. Wait, clarify your statement. Who the hell OJ. went to jail for this? I, I would I would actually clarify if Connor would shut the fuck up. Wait, OJ Simpson is a different player, guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> In the in the Boston Globe, there was this tiny little 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 blurb that caught my eye. It said warrant out for Santiago. A warrant was issued in Pittsburgh for the arrest of Cleveland Browns tight end OJ Santiago for marijuana possession. The Cleveland Plain Deal reported yesterday. According to the paper, the warrant is connected to the November twentieth arrest of defensive tackle Gerard Warren, who faces a charge of carrying unlicensed firearm in his car during a search. Police found marijuana, which they now believe belongs to Santiago. So the fact oh, that oh man, right. So oh. the fact that San, Santiago was actually allowed to play in this game surprised me. But so my guess is oh. Brent Jones was talking about the fact that he was trying to hide his his marijuana, and yeah. uh, so he was trying to get both hands on it, but obviously couldn't, yeah. which is why he had a warrant out for his arrest. That makes Brent, so much sense. Brent, Brent Jones was trying to be clever and like that old fucking corny dad, like corny <laughs> joke way. Yes. And yeah. Gerard Warren, you've seen his hair, and I'm not stereotyping. Dude, obviously, he smokes weed. He looks like he looks like Afro Man. You ever heard his song? <laughs> oh I'm yeah. Not... <laughs> That's All right, Andy, edit this out. All right. <laughs> he just he just went. I'm not stereotyping, but he looks like Afro Man. <laughs> well, no, he's talking Yo, about the. But, uh... But it's not even the like artists. they actually they actually look alike, Greg. That wasn't just a broad when I get high. Stat when check I that, Greg, high. please. Can when you stat check high. that? That's a Greg, can you get on that, please? But I'll look up a picture. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. And I'll also <laughs> I'll say while he's looking, uh Greg Jones said it. Oh, it looks like Vince Wilfork. When he changed What you that is wow. He looks exactly like Vince Wilfork when he has his head shaved. That's racist. Yes, yes, he does. I am, Greg, I'm obviously looking at pictures. Now look up Afro Man. <laughs> it was not. Oh, it was that's not happening. A, I just want to say, yes, uh, Brent Jones also said, um, and I know this is early 2000s, and I don't know why he, he, he went this way. It was during a, a kick return, but he was like, oh, this is gay at the five. And then he's taken down at the 33-yard line. I don't know why he was saying that, but uh, I, I don't <laughs> agree with that. Oh, that one I do know. What is it? Uh, because the kick returner, and uh, you, you can't make this up, his name was Ben Gay. 
I don't know if he was named after the um wasn't that like the Icy Hot stuff yeah. that you would write oh. Are you serious? So that was football. Yeah. Uh my apologies name. to uh oh, Brent yeah. Jones. Yeah. But uh you know the, the the topical pain relief product Ben Gay, which I remember I, because uh in soccer in high school everybody used to rub it in other people's underwear and shit. So they're what different. the fuck oh, are you talking about, Andy? <sighs> That's all I know. Never happened to me. I guess people thought I was. <laughs> Did you ever weird. do it to anybody? No, I I couldn't afford Ben Gay. Did you ever watch somebody do it to anybody? And then go home later and do it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> Answer I the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> but you know, his name is literally Ben Gay, running back. Wow. All right. Well, then From I Baylor. take it back, Brent Jones. You want to hear a funny story about people with the last name Gay? Is where's this okay? going, Greg? But <laughs> UNH, we were like, we might be cutting this out too. We went to an away game on the soccer team, and like, they wouldn't get many fans, but one game, I don't know where it was. They must have got a hold of like the rosters as they were walking in. Oh boy, like fifteen kids. There's a kid on my team named Pat Gay, and they just showed up, and they were like, "Where is Gay?" <laughs> <laughs> 170 pounds of gay. Like, I don't. Gay. This is. I don't condone any of this. Uh, so funny. This is just. And so th- this was your teammate. I'm appalled by this. Yeah, it's a teammate. <laughs> How did he think? How did he feel about all this? Dude, he he didn't acknowledge it at all. I mean, like at, at that point, like wh- when you get to college, right? I'm sure you've heard all of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He he thought it was funny. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Just Dude, just, that's not no that yeah that's not good okay greg that's well it's definitely not uh is I'm, I'm sorry you have to listen to this connor this is a shame <laughs> well no it's, it's not as creative as the stuff gregory would say during his um uh i guess fandom if you will yeah, we went to a uh, Lowell Spinners game. Honestly, brothers and, and dad, and uh, hey. it was so the, the, the heckling was so bad that dad left us and, and just drove home. We had to find our own way home. What did you say, Greg? And I'm I'm bracing myself. Well, he tried to he tried to fight the the mascot at one point. I think that was dad's tipping point. He was heckling oh, the mascot. That's not bad. Once I started drinking, then it got bad. How old were you? Greg <laughs> Greg loves to start the fight and he's not one to finish the fight. I've noticed that about oh, him. Oh shots fired uh, there, Greg. No, oh, that's uh, a brown CC, thing right there. CC any Buffalo trip we've been on, he's got the biggest mouth in the entire group. He's got a anatom- anatomically correct size blow up of Tom Brady's dick strapped around his legs. And he's walking around Buffalo telling people, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, this is an anatomically correct size of Tom Brady. <laughs> walking around Buffalo. And then people get pissed. And guess who steps to the back of the line and doesn't want to be a part of any of the physical altercation? It's Greg Brown. Why is there a physical altercation over there? That's just good, clean fun right there. Yeah, we're just having fun, dude. Yeah. He's just playing off of his nickname, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some, I had some beers thrown at me. Like when I was up top of the camp, 
<laughs> Wait, what was uh, yeah. Tom Brady's uh, nickname again? Something Driftwood? Driftwood Tommy. Yeah. There you go. There's proof right there. My point being, Greg is, I mean, Andy, you know, he's an all-time shit talker. Oh, my it's, God, yeah. It's in the blood. It's in the blood, Greg. I think I it's think a brown that, family thing. Uh, I think, you know, Greg's definitely got over Steve besides everything. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, delivery. Greg has a good Ooh. delivery of his shit talk. Steve, uh, he's witty. Steve's a, Steve's a bit too aggressive on his, his delivery, I, I think. And I, I also must admit to the uh, to the whatever listener out there um, that Greg does resemble a little tiny bit. Don't, don't do it. Of don't do it. Tom Brady. A little bit. No. I know. I know. Oh, what? That's the, that's, I know. Never mind. Cut that out. He resembles. He resembles who? Uh, dr- Driftwood Tommy. I don't know in that department, oh. but uh, <laughs> oh, keep going, Mike. Greg Brown. <laughs> He's almost there. If, if we're not talking about like facial structure, right? Because I mean, Tom Brady is infinitely no. Greg Brown looks nothing like Tom Brady. No, <laughs> I retract my statement. Then I apologize. I always said that I look like Tom Brady, except I'm more athletic and I have a better looking uh, wife. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's, Can that's we smooth. listen to this? Because that was pretty good. I just choked. I just choked. I just put <laughs> my. I just put my. Greg. <laughs> and the better. And the better looking wife. <laughs> oh my that's god! Good. You're out of your uh, fucking bed. <laughs> Shout out Kelly Brown right there. Oh, yeah. Hey, man. yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> the more patient wife, that's for sure. I'm sorry, I forgot we were on a podcast when Greg said that. I I was taking a swig out of my my water it's, bottle, and I literally choked on it. It's all anyway. right. It's all it's all fair game. Oh Jesus. Um, right, should we so, talk about the uh, last big play of the uh, fourth quarter to wrap this up? Yeah, yeah. I think that's Let's I think that's it. what everyone wants to hear is the last big play <laughs> of the fourth quarter game from uh, 2001. Well, actually, how about we do this? How right. about we do? How about we do best and worst? And Mike, you can start with your all right. Your then big play. I'm gonna have a, the big play, which is my best, and then like a little best. Um, right. <laughs> so the uh, the whole I wrote holy crap best right there. <laughs> With uh, eight minutes left, um, so it was third down. The Patriots. Um, there was a penalty for holding, and at this point, they were in um, they were in field goal range. And instead of pushing them back and making them do it again, the Browns declined the penalty. So it's fourth down. Um, they they get into a uh, field goal formation. It's a fifty-two yard attempt, and. Uh, they hike the ball. They catch everybody off guard. Vinatieri pooches it. Yeah, they snapped it directly to Vinatieri, which I thought was an impressive snap. Yep, I agree. I didn't even know what was going on. I had to play it back like three times. I was like, what just happened? But, um, uh, yeah, and then it was down by Jermaine Wiggins with like a crazy athletic play at the one. And I feel like that pretty much uh, sealed the deal. But you guys could... Uh, yeah, and I think um, watching Jermaine Wiggins hustle 40 yards downfield... To, to tap the ball from going into the end zone, like as he's kind of diving for it, mm. made me realize how unathletic Jermaine Wiggins was. 
Mm. Where I, I would love to see him and Vince Wilfork play one-on-one basketball because I think Wilfork would fucking toast him. Oh, it wouldn't even be close. <laughs> like I love Wiggy and he's he's a character and he's you know he makes some big plays and you know the snowball and such but and this is a, this was a phenomenal play but Sick not play. so much of an athlete yeah. that dude he, he was like when we were talking before about how big these guys are mm-hmm. and the tight ends were just like uh extra linemen who can catch this this basically I was thinking of Jermaine Wiggins when I said that well, I'll also say, since we were talking about kickers and punters in the past, um, so Ken Walter this season, I guess he was averaging almost 40 yards a punt. Uh, mm. Not the greatest. Ooh. So they put it into Vinatieri's hands. <laughs> That's true. That's pretty bad. And it was the perfect punt. It was awesome. All right, so that was, uh, that was my best, I guess you could say. And then uh, mm-hmm. my other best of the game was um, a run up the middle by Mark Edwards, which is not a big deal. Oh, but then, uh, oh, sorry, man. But I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you take that one. I'll leave that alone. I'll tackle the yeah. worst. Ooh, uh, so worst moment of the game. And I hate to shit on these kids, and it's probably their parents' fault. They're <laughs> Patriots fans with face paint, and it looked like the French flag. So I got a negative for that. A for effort, but negative execution. Sorry, yeah, guys. That's tough. Yeah, that's, that's bad parenting is what that is. Yeah, shit parents. Yeah, uh-huh. not great. Oh, yes, it is a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> parents are probably Browns fans. Like that French accent? Yeah, that's dead on. You nailed it. Workshop for a while. All right, so I'll, I'll go next because Mike tried to steal my thunder. Um, my best was... Tom Brady's physicality. And so Mike was starting to allude to it, but there was, yeah, it was a, a Mark, a Mark Edwards fullback dive right by the end zone. And, uh, you know, it was a bunch of pushing and shoving and somebody like one of the big defensive linemen tried to like push him and like bend him in half. And so Tom Brady came out of nowhere and just shoved this massive defensive lineman who then turned around and realized it was Tom Brady and started stomping towards him. And I, I, I haven't seen Brady move that quickly away from somebody. Like even when he has the football, uh, so but there was that. But there was also the fact uh, they they ran that reverse again that they've been running with David Patton, and Tom Brady was again the lead blocker, and he threw a legitimate lead block on this game. Did you guys catch this one? Yeah, it might have been like a legal kind of, but it was it was it was, okay. it was a cut block that was legal. You mm. dove at the guy's legs. <laughs> But I mean, he he caught him, and it was like it wasn't even like a defensive back; it was like a linebacker. Yeah, it was. But took the guy clean out of the play, and even I think it was Brent Jones was commenting about how uh, it's going to suck to watch that tape because you never want to get blocked by a quarterback. <laughs> so Tom Brady, and then I think uh, you can tack on what Connor was saying about his his comments after the game about how he should take more hits in the pocket. So just psycho psycho Tom Brady is my best in this game. Mm. Um. See my worst. Uh, well, this game I don't really have a, a real worst, but the this game had some commercials in it. I don't know if you guys skipped them or not, but oh, I watched all of them. My, we, we, we I, I had two favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had two favorites. Um, one was uh, a commercial for the Palm Pilot. Oh, <laughs> right, you remember the Palm Pilot? So that was fantastic. It was just like top of the line technology, and they were like three hundred bucks. And I remember our mom having one of all because I think Dad used to work for 
Palm. So he he got some Palm Pilots for free. And mom used to love her Palm Pilot. Like the hype for Palm Pilots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that that uh, that flame burnt fast and strong and real quick. It was just like a it was just like a schedule calendar and yeah, it was a digital calendar that didn't connect to the internet. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other the other commercial that I enjoyed was uh, the one for Pepsi Twist. I remember drinking Pepsi Twists back then and thinking I was hot shit. Yeah, I agree. Remember oh. Surge though? Surge was the it best. Was yeah, that shit was it cool. Did, yeah, yeah. But yeah, because Surge, they actually came to our school, and as school let out, they were just giving it away to all of us for free, which I don't dude. think we probably do anymore. Yeah, what is up with that, dude? And we got that? pretty hooked. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was the best get day. Get them hooked. Yep. Dude, same thing. Worked. Same thing. Pretty weird, man. Um, when I was going to school, like college, um, I would get like these pickup games. I don't know if you were there for one of these, Andy, but there'd be people driving around with like um, peddling like Red Bull and giving that shit away for free. Oh, really? Yeah. They I'm like, what is this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're like Red Bull representatives at college and just give it out free to anybody they could. Dude, this sounds suspect. If somebody could do a deep dive on this. All right. <laughs> Stats guy. <laughs> All right, Greg, give us your uh, your best and worst. All right. Um, my best was you've seen that uh, Browns like jersey where they keep adding on all the quarterbacks. Yes, yes. Revisiting the whole thing and looking at all the names is the best. It's the best. Give it. Give us a quick rundown. Okay, we got Couch, uh, Kelly Holcomb, Jeff Garcia, Brent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Doug Anderson. Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, Brandon Whedon, Thad Lewis, and uh, <laughs> RG3. Uh, there's some great names on there. Um, and my worst was going to be that I actually had a Kelly Holcomb jersey, which I have no fucking clue why I had that, but I did, which is kind of, kind of embarrassing. You had a Kelly Holcomb jersey? A Kelly Holcomb jersey. I feel what like was, it the, was, it, was it one of those like bargain bin ones that like Andy's I been talking about? Does that yeah. make sense? Why would I get a fucking Kelly Holcomb jersey? Yeah, that's insane. Then, like, as the podcast went on, my real worst is Connor's take on kicking percentages. <laughs> just to look back a little bit, if you look at career 50 plus yard people, is there scary. like instruction going on? <laughs> Yeah, my worst is is Connor doing whatever the fuck he's doing in the background right now. <laughs> I had my uh, fridge door had been open for too long, and it was alerting me that get out of the fridge, badass. He's making fucking hot pockets over there. Jesus. I'm making uh, I'm making a chicken burrito with uh, salsa verde. It's green hot sauce. Thank God. Yeah. Anyway, glad, glad you're able to share that with us. I, I'm, congratulations, Greg, for <laughs> uh, for all your stats. Um, I know you were too young to com- I know you were too young to comprehend the games that were going on in 2001, but Adam Vinatieri was automatic, and you never had to worry about him. I haven't been able to trust Connor, for two- that, right. You, the numbers don't lie. Your brain is not fully developed. You're like a fucking <laughs> infant. You just see, you know, he, he made that one. He's going to make the rest of them. 
Okay. Do you remember the Yes, you're damn right it might be. Do you remember the games? When was the last time you I never worried about Adam Vinatieri from 2001 until whenever he left. Well, you and I bet these, I bet these <laughs> old farts, I bet these old farts remember that too. You could always count on Adam Vinatieri. Uh, Vinatieri. Stephen Gostowski has been missing bunnies. Maybe not. You know what? His percentage is great. His percentage is great because we score so often and we're in fucking scoring position all the time. But he, he's why been missing. Is, why is his percentage better at 50 plus? Dude, let's be honest, all right? Let's put this to rest. Let's be honest. Steven Gaskowski was great until that year um, uh, in the playoffs against the Broncos where he missed that kick, and he's never been the same since, all right? Yeah. so Prime Vinatieri, Prime Gaskowski, who do you got? That, or that? is it that you, that you gotta go, uh, never Vinatieri. thought of him the same since? No, he was not right after that game, man. I don't know. I mean, look at the who, stats. Uh, look at the fucking who, stats. Who do, you want in, <laughs> who do you want in their prime? Answer the question. Then a Terry Gostowski prime. Either. Who do you want? Either. Either. Okay, you yeah. fucking metal. It, it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Would Gostowski <laughs> hit the 48? Would Gostowski hit the 48-yarder in the snow? You know he wouldn't. Give me a fucking break, dude. <laughs> name one name one big name one big kick. He kicked a fifty three yard to beat the Giants. That's in regular a, season. What was, that, what was that? Week seventeen week seventeen? Exactly. Come on. Yeah, you, you do know. He knows. And I remember that game exactly. Uh, so that's of course that's everyone does. We had that <laughs> all the field goals he uh, kicked in the uh the last Super Randy, Bowl that he won. Rand, Randy had that long touchdown. Everyone remembers week 17 and how it didn't fucking matter. No, not not that game. Well, I remember the other game that you might be alluding to with OBJ. His big kick can't, can't be in the regular season, man. <laughs> That's a big On that note. 53-yard game winner. Dude, We're give me a break. We're talking about who's the better kicker. I believe it's uh, the one that uh, Belichick recently said. What's it? What's his face <laughs> um, from the the Ravens? I believe. Justin oh, Tucker. Yeah. Justin, right. Justin, yeah. Justin Tucker. Yeah. I would take yeah, Tucker. something else. Yeah. Um, Connor, what's your best and worst, man? All right, so it's limited, but I have two bests, um, and it hasn't been talked about. But talk about Mister Reliable and Plunt. You guys have talked about him in the past. What do you have? Two CDs this game. Uh, very pedestrian, like maybe 70, 80 yards rushing. But he had a fucking nose for the end zone. I think he had two rushing TDs in this game. Uh, my yeah. second. 76 my yards, sec- yeah. My second best. Sense. Yeah. Very Antoine Smith game. Uh, my second best, like I already mentioned, was that fucking massive lawyer Malloy uh, block to free Troy Brown on the punt return. And mm-hmm. so it just, you don't see your, your best defenders out on punt returns like you did in like the early 2000s and stuff. Uh, that, that kind of stood out to me. Tom Brady just being a completely different person than that, like 2001, obviously his first year, but like those early years, he was just, completely different and my worst 
Might have been two Tom Brady plays. I think this was probably his worst game since he became starter. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's one worse. Yeah, yeah, Broncos game was an absolute nightmare. It's actually kind of typical this year. Yeah. Yeah, this is. Yeah. So, so would, would you say. Uh, no, the two picks and the, I think he lost the fumble. Uh, he had games where he didn't score touchdowns, but he drove them down the field and Antoine Smith or like a draw to Kevin Falk or some shit happened. But uh, mm-hmm. what he, I think he was responsible for three turnovers in this game. So it was one of his worst games. Maybe not his worst. but I think it might be his second worst up to this point. We had one where it was a four-pick game, maybe a couple of fumbles. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Um, I will uh, I will say this, guys, because we didn't bring it up, but I thought it was very cool stat. Sorry, Greg, I'm jumping into your territory here. <laughs> but uh, I know they were talking about um, most consecutive games in a row um, with 70% completion percentage or. Oh, yeah. And they put up a, you know, a graphic and Joe Montana had eight games in a row. Um, Sammy Baugh had four, Steve Young had four, Troy Aikman had four, and Brady coming into this game had four in a row as well. Yeah. Oh, boy. So yeah, that's that pretty cool. Uh, 2001 Tom Brady sure was prolific, huh? But yeah, right? <laughs> and then um, For the time, I guess so. I'll also yeah. say we didn't bring up Aaron Shea because, um, I mean, he got hurt in the game anyway. But uh, Aaron Shea was Brady's teammate at Michigan. They became very good friends. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, this always stuck in my mind. He always saw greatness in Tom Brady because he was a hard worker and he was humble. And he knows he's humble because he wants to ask Brady, what would you do if you became famous and you had millions of dollars? And Brady said, I would buy a new pair of socks every day because I like how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> That so, so when we have Tom Brady on this podcast, we're going to ask him. The first question we're going to ask him is, do you buy a new pair of socks every day? That is, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty a good question. Baller move, isn't it? Uh, that's definitely a baller move. He's, I know. He's, he's like, that's real. to wash your own socks. Dude, exactly. He's like, oh, it's real fucking humble. That's all he wants. Dude, that's a pretty <laughs> big ask. <laughs> and then, I mean, it, it definitely loses its novelty after what, like 60 times? Like True. a week. For normal. Maybe two weeks. Yeah, it's it's special because they're new, you know, right. and it's so that's a poor take from Tom. Yeah, and they still like the first couple of times you wear them, they still feel new, you know. Yeah, and yeah. pre hair pre hair plugs, Tom. He uh, he had. I, I think he just had a different mindset. See, I, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, we could definitely, uh, that, that'll be a nice teaser for future episodes because uh, um, I've uh, brought up and we've debated um, when everybody uh, sold their soul. So is it hair plugs or was it a deal with the devil? Wait, you think deal you with the devil. Oh, for sure, dude. Come on. It was, no, it was like 2004 or five. he got hair plugs. Yeah, and they started to grow in. I would do it too, and I might have already. Thank you very much. Long hair, long hair, Tom Brady were some of my favorite years, and you know he was only wearing the long hair because he was just so happy to just even be able to grow long hair after the hair plugs. All right, now he's dyeing his hair. Look, it's fine. All right, yeah, he's a beautiful man. Can do what he wants. 
He's earned it. Greg, All right, I so we don't it up or what? <laughs> yes, I, I think that's that's plenty. Of, I can't believe I'm calling it. What is I happening? I just can't believe we've talked as much about a, a random Browns game that I didn't even remember happened. Yeah, and I'm sure one. none of you remember happened, if we're yeah. being honest. Um, I do remember this game, actually. but That's, um, a, that's a lie. I do, you son of a bitch. Um, but, uh, Connor... If, if you're ever back again, I mean, this noise that you're making is fucking amateur hour, but you, you've been yes. good otherwise. Um, uh, I hear you have a deep dive on, I believe, Roman Pfeiffer, so that could be uh, yep. a teaser for another time. Yes, I agree. Yeah, we're, we're not going to get into that tonight. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're two hours in at this point. I'm going to have to cut half of this shit out anyway. That's what you said, and then you said you released a two-hour episode. I haven't been paying attention, but yeah, I hear there's a two-hour one out there. An hour and forty-five, yes. I don't. It came up as so one fifteen on my end, bro. Yeah, and let me come back. I'll. I won't talk as much. That's my promise. I didn't know what to do. It was <laughs> like uh, I had so much to say. I promise you, I will have nothing to say next week. I literally used all my takes. I I used all my. Like <laughs> I'm done. Tap. That that was all your knowledge. That was it. Got it. All right. Well, until then, uh, next week the Patriots travel to Ralph Wilson Stadium of Greg Brown Dick Fame and uh, go up against Buffalo Bills. So we'll see how that turns out. So hopefully, if you've lasted this long, you'll join us next week, and we will talk to you then. See you later, everybody. Bye bye.